Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here. I'm Hallie Laban, and this is Mega the Podcast, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we are giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community. What a treat and a treasure. Well, each week, you know I am joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for Climax, our high school ministry. Just like Isaiah says, no weapon forged against you will prevail. My co-host, Gray Haas, has a couple of weapons. It's his biceps. He's got big guns, everybody. Hey, Hallie, how are you? So nice to see you. So good to see you, Gray. Well, you know, I had a bit of an embarrassing story, but it's got a silver lining to it. Good. So I was hanging out with my friend Clay Mason Bannerman the other night. He's a friend of mine that, uh, you know, his son's in Climax, and we've just become really close, and we love to get together, do Bible study, do devotional, and then a lot of times we go out and just, you know, do a fun activity. And uh, the other night we were doing a Bible study, and I said, hey, when we get out of here, there's a new Bad Boys movie why don't we go and check it out? Awesome. He happens to be a huge uh, Martin Lawrence head. And, uh, you know, of course, I, you know, I'm going to love Will Smith and anything Will Smith does. So we went to Bad Boys for Life. Uh, now, Hallie, here's where it gets a bit embarrassing. We're sitting in the theater and it starts and I'm going, okay, this is a bit weird. I'm not seeing Will Smith, not seeing Marty Lawrence do anything yet. And Hallie, then creeping onto the screen were a bunch of people in cat suits. Hallie, we were about 35 minutes into the movie when I realized we were at the movie Cats. Movie Cats? And, you know, I, I didn't know anything about this movie. I just thought this is a really weird way to start Bad Boys for Life. But... We decided, hey, you know, we're already here. Let's just stick with it because it was a real trip, Hallie. It's basically a bunch of cats, huh. and they they spent about the first hour and a half of the movie just saying the names and oh. singing about it. Wow. Uh, you know, there's there's a magician one. There's um, a bad boy one, kind of. There's one that drives a train. Uh, there's an old one. There's one that's sad and. We were just really taken with this movie, Hallie, and the dancing was pretty amazing. I have no idea what the story was about until the end. There's a real Christ-like story in it, Hallie, because what they're trying to do is get to cat heaven. Wow. And it's really filled with redemption at the end because they awesome. do they do send the one cat to heaven. Awesome. Uh, it's called the Heaviside Lair. I guess now I can say I'm, I'm a jellical. Cool. What's that? that? I don't know. How was your weekend? Well, oh, you know what? I had to ban a book from my house this week. Ban a book? Ban a book because my son day, he was reading The Golden Compass, which I thought was like, you know, a fun fantasy for kids. But then a gal from my small group says, no, it's an allegory for little atheists. Ugh. And I says, what? And she said, you know, like what C.S. Lewis did for the little Christian kids with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe Narnia books. Well, this wicked guy is doing his dark materials, trying to give little secular humanist kids an allegory about being a good person and how to live with moral standards, which is like impossible without a divine God giving us our moral code. Right. See? And anyway, so I threw Day's book away, but I, right where he had left it in his room, I left a $20 bill. 
you know. Well, you know, I think that's fair. And I said, buy a book that honors God, for crying out loud. And he was so mad, and we got into it, and it just breaks my heart, Gray, how much our culture is trying to corrupt our kids. Well, you know, it's everything, Hallie, from Dr. Seuss to the the Amigos. Isn't that right? So Day comes to me later, and I think he's trying to make nice or whatever, and he just goes, Mom, there's stuff in the Bible that's problematic. <laughs> and I said, name one thing, bud. Just name one thing. And so he starts listing things. He's like, you know, the story of the Israelites conquering Jericho is a complete genocide of a tribe of people who are trying to live and grow crops and feed their kids and sing songs and stuff. And I was like, well, that's just Bible history. That's right. a history story. So, you know, na- name something else. And he goes, well, what about God requiring filicide to see how Abraham loved him? And I said, filicide, never met him. I don't know what you're talking about. And he says, filicide. And I said, filicide. And he said, filicide. And I, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, you know, filicide is when a parent deliberately kills their own child. Oh, like patricide geez. is killing your father. Yeah, more like pick a side day. See. And he said, do you want to know what else is problematic in the Bible? I, I could just go on. He's like, how about the inherent homophobia, sexism, downright misogyny, and, you know, requiring a blood sacrifice to forgive someone? Like, what if I said to you, to forgive you, somebody has to die die for me to forgive you would you wouldn't you be like you're a psycho but we're supposed to think that this god is the divine moral standard for love joy peace and this is where i was like i'm gonna stop you right there day because there are really beautiful stories and passages and verses about the good shepherd about the lily of the valley about whatever is good and beautiful and lovely think upon these things be still and know that i am god i knit you together in your mother's womb cast your cares on him for he cares for you the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness gentleness faithfulness self-control i'm, I'm listing all of this stuff to him and day goes okay, so there's some good things in the Bible then, Mom? And I was like, you bet you're behind there's some good things in the Bible. And he goes, Mom, what if I came to you and told you I found a book of Nazi propaganda and it's full of how to exterminate a people group you hate, but there are also a few pages in there with some sweet thoughts too. Would you be like, yeah, you know what? Go for that book of Nazi propaganda. And at this point, I'm trying to end the conversation because I'm getting hives from the confrontation. So I just head into my bedroom and I sit down and I slam the door and I look on my bedside where normally I have my Bible right next to my bed and there's a $20 bill. Just like Isaiah writes that God will strengthen you and help you, our guest today is going to strengthen you and help you in your walk with Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, a dear soul, I'm so excited to welcome Jiro Yoshino, everybody. Welcome! Konnichiwa. Thank uh, you so much for having me. It's Well, it's so nice to see you. And you the, too. And the reason that you're here today is because you are someone that is one of the uh, the guiding lights of our recovery ministry here at the church. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with Happy Endings? We go over um, Big Book, Alcoholic Anonymous. Uh-huh. Okay. Even we are inclusive to cocaine and pills and everything else. Oh, so you don't discriminate? No. So people who are addicted to pain pills or cocaine or booze? We uh, welcome or- them because... Uh, a lot of t- um, meetings are very specific. Oh. They have a specific purpose. Okay. But we are almighty. I love that our recovery ministry is called Happy Ending because I feel like when you become sober, now you can um, have a happier ending to your life than if you had stayed, you know, abusing that thing that was so harmful to you. Exactly. A lot of people die because of addiction and alcoholism. But uh, we have a better ending than that. 
Right. And we are in a recovery program and they found God. So you actually found Twin Hills Community Church because you came to Happy Endings first. Yes. And then you were not a you were not a follower of God. You didn't know much about the Bible or nope. any of that. Nope. And you're a new member of the church because of the Happy Endings program. That's why I don't know anything about church yet. But um, you know, um it's just beautiful exterior of the building and something captivate me. That's true. Uh, it is a beautiful building. Don't we have a gorgeous church? Yes. The whole campus is gorgeous. I thought I was in, in England. So yeah. you, you saw the outside of the building. And yes. You, and you, 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 now, what actually brought you to the, the recovery ministry? What, 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 what were you going through? I um, Googled it. You Googled it. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yep. Recovery. Okay. Right. In Indiana. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and happy endings came happy up. Happy ending. Somewhat, something talked to me. Yeah. Happy ending. Yeah. I wasn't happy when I was a high or drunk. Uh-huh. Right. I was just trying to numb myself. Right. And, um, but um, I'm looking for happy. Yeah. So it's a perfect name for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not ending yet, but right. I ended the past life. Mm-hmm. So you haven't you haven't experienced any of the services or anything yet at the church. You've just been coming to the recovery meeting, right? But something talked to me. The building talked to me. That's cool. Hello, hello. I said yes. Who is this? I'm the building. The building. Yeah, That's great. Now I don't know that much about AA and recovery stuff, but right. I'm learning stuff. But in the b- big book and in the um, steps and all that stuff, yes, there's the hi- higher power stuff about God, right? Yes. So what? What? Say more about that. What, how does that work? That's the uh, first chapter one. Okay. You find something greater than yourself. Okay. And you know, some people are um, wants to stay away from the name God. Hmm. Oh. So we can use higher power. Oh. But I, I'm not afraid of God. Oh, good. I'm God's child. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think so. When I come here every time, my back is tickled. Wow. Your back is tickled. That could be the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. Now I feel that. Wow. And um, I got to search for that ticklish person. Oh, oh so sometimes you're doing the tickling. Yes, So I just wanted to ask, um, you're wearing kind of a colorful, uh, I guess I would call it a costume or shirt. Yes. What, what, what's the, uh, origin of the, of the shirt that you're wearing? You know, I like to be stupid. That's a modest way of living. Okay. And some people call me stupid and I say, thank you. Really? Yeah. It's, um, humbling um, exchange to me. Oh. And then I take it as a, you know, somebody tried to insult me, but I turn it around and they complimented me. That's So I cool. said, thank you. So you wear the colorful shirt. Yes. When people call you stupid. Yes. And you take that as a way to strengthen yourself. Yes. That is an awesome story. You know what I think is so cool about this? 
Have you ever heard of one of my kids was just doing a, a she wants to do journalism and she was doing a report about Studs Turkle, who was this interviewer in Chicago years mm-hmm. and years ago. I think he's passed on. He's in heaven. And Studs Turkle, he's known as one of the greatest interviewers of all time. And the reason I bring him up is because what I learned when I was helping my daughter do the report about his life is that the way he got people to really open up and talk to him and to kind of break down their you know, barriers or if they had protective walls up, because that's not going to be a good interview if somebody's sort of hiding themselves from you. And so what Studs Terkel would do is he would go into the interview and when he sat down with the person he was going to interview, he would start fumbling and he would mess up the thing and he would drop the microphone and he'd go, oh, I don't know how this works. What am I doing? And he would sort of do this like he would play the fool. He would act stupid because he said it would make the person get comfortable and feel like, oh, he's sort of fumbling and bumbling. And then they would relax and they would open up and then he would acquire the greatest interviews of all time with all these amazing people. And maybe you're sort of subconsciously doing that same thing where you're like, look at me, I'm a non-threatening, like I'm just an old weirdo over here in this costume shirt. But what you're doing is you're welcoming people to feel like they can be themselves and that they can open up to you because you're non-threatening and you're like, this is just me, no big deal. He must be my spiritual brother. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. Because when you came in here, you did fall down the stairs. Yes. Was that real or did was you putting that on? Was that like a pratfall? I'm a little bit um, not co- coordinated. Oh, so it wasn't real. Yeah, it was a half real, half uh, my joy. Okay. Wow, but you genuinely fell all the way down the stairs. Are yes. you hurt? I have a short legs, so easy to fall down. Are you okay? Yes, I'm very... What Michael Jackson said? Um, Invincible. Oh, I thought it was right. Gonna, Michael Jackson said that. I thought he was going to say, "I'm I'm bad." Oh, I'm bad too. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, really? I like to be bad, but mm-hmm. in good way. I see. Oh, yeah. like what? Huh? Now, uh, Jiro, where are you from originally? I'm from Japan. Oh, okay. I grew up in a small, small, small. What is that? Coal? Coal? Coal. That um, old energy? Coal? Oh, what, like a coal mine? You yeah, gr- coal mine. You grew up in a coal mine? Coal mine in, um, in Hokkaido, the northern part of Japan. Really? Very, very tough life. Wow. Yep. But I found a way to America. And you grew up in the mine? In, in the mine, yeah. Inside the mine? Inside the mine. Wow. My hobby was be friend with mines. Really? I don't know, coals. Yeah. That is a really, I mean, just, it seems like that would be a very difficult childhood. And and dangerous and hazardous to your health. Yeah, but it was perfect for addict and um, alcoholics. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. How did, when did you know you were an addict and an alcoholic? I don't know. I started five years old, but um, Whoa. I found recently that I am. Were you working in the coal mine? Or? No, no, no. I just lived there. Huh. Your parents, your parents had the kids in a coal mine. No. Oh, I see. So you were just by yourself living in a coal mine. Oh, with parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But pa- parents go to went to work. Oh, in the coal mine? No, 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 no. Where did they go to work? Uh, City hall. Now, wait. Did you live in a coal mining village no. or in a coal mine? Coal mine. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I, just I think what to- he's saying, Howie, is he lived. In a coal mine. Tough life. That his parents didn't even work in. 
It was cold. Did you get black lung or anything like that? Oh, I haven't checked it. Now, I have never been to Japan, and I yeah. would like to because yeah. I think I've heard that the food is lights out. It's the oh, best wow. food and, and all of this fresh seafood and all yes. this. And I would love to go eat the food there. Yes. But it's a long plane fl- flight. Anyway, having never been there, what is the like sort of culture of alcohol in Japan? Do kids start drinking early? Yeah, yeah. Parents push, push us to drink. Really? Because it's um, stairways to adulthood. Okay. So you know they, what I mean? So a stairway to adulthood? Is that what you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful line. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Seems like they would have just maybe given you a way out of the coal mine. Sound like a song. Like Stairway to Heaven? Was it that? Okay. So somebody used my idea. So you're in Japan... You're five years old. Yes. You've started drinking alcohol yes. as, a, as a stairway out to, of, to, to adulthood. Yes. Your parents are working at City Hall. Yes. How did you make your way to America? America. It was a lottery. Oh. Wow. Really? Yeah. And you came here to Indianapolis. Yes. And do you have a job? I do. What do you do? City Hall. Okay. Like it, it's a family tradition. That's in my blood. Right, wow. that in coal. So what yep. do you think of America? I mean, compared to how you grew up in this difficult childhood, what did you think when you got here? Ooh, smell different. Really? Oh, really? What yeah. does it smell like here? Smells like um, America. Like wow. a cheese okay. and meat. I, you know, Hallie, mm-hmm. I had a really similar experience uh, when I came because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm from Australia originally. Oh, you are? Uh, right. Good I might. And then, uh, you know, when we when I came here, I really thought it smelled like vegetables because we eat more cheese and meat in Australia than here. Really? So it really, to me, it just smelled like, hey, everything smells like spinach and cauliflower. So to me, it smelled more vegetative. Wow. So, yeah, that's crazy. Do you eat kangaroo meat? Yeah, we eat kangaroo meat. We eat all sorts of meat in Australia. Hmm? Yes, all that. Except for now, they're all dead. Sorry. Thank you. What do you do at City Hall? I am accountant. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm very square. You say that, right? Mm -hmm. Square. Yeah. Yes. I wear blue suits. Oh, really? Every day. So the shirt that you're wearing now is just when you're not at work? Right. After work attire. Right. Yeah. I want to brighten up because during the day... I wear blue. Mm. So I want something colorful. Yeah. So you said that you just recently, um, and, and I think this might be how God works in mysterious ways, maybe bringing yes. you, getting you to the church yes. through the recovery program, right. Happy Endings. Right. Uh, you said you just recently realized you were an addict or an alcoholic. What happened? I overdosed myself. Oh, Jiro. So I didn't realize until... I recover right. process in hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know I was mm-hmm. addict or, or drunk ass. Oh. Yeah. So did someone tell you, like a sponsor or something? Did they say the you doctor, have a disease? Psy- psychiatrist. Oh. Really? Psychiatrist told me that you are an alcoholic, mm. an addict, Yeah. and that you need more than yourself. Okay. He knows the language a little bit. Okay. I don't know why. He didn't tell me why. I didn't ask him why. But he said, greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was an addict. 
Probably. Maybe he was sober. He knew the language. He was in recovery, yeah. Right. But, you know, doctors, they don't want to talk about their personal lives. Yeah. We have to talk about it. That's right. 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 They're the one that's like, take your pants right. off. You have to do what I yeah. say. And they get to remain kind of right. like, yeah. Yeah. The one so, with status. So, yeah, he suggests to me that, not even vaguely. Mm. And um, I search. He said, you got to get in a program. Yeah. So internet. Mm-hmm. Internet let me hear. That's great. Building. Building, building attracted me. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Mind-boggling. So how long have you been coming to the group? Um, For a year now. Awesome. Yeah. And how does it work? You get a sponsor, you go through the book, you go through the steps, you have to do a meeting every day or every week, or how do you do it? Uh, my sponsor require requires me to come to a meeting at least one uh, once a day. That's oh, great. that's good. And sometimes more. Okay. And I know you can't say the name of your sponsor, but um, can you tell us a little bit about him or her? Uh, what are they like? He's really young. Okay. Compared to me. Really? Yeah. About how old? Eight. Really? That's yeah. really young. Okay. And he has the same upbringing than I. He grew up in a coal mine as well. Yes. Wow. But only difference is he's an American. Oh, was he from like West Virginia? Yes. Wow. He has some kind of different accent. I don't know what that is. There's a lot of coal mines down there. And where did his parents work? City Hall. See? What an amazing... Resemblement. Isn't that great? Because there really are no coincidences. Right. It's a God thing. Yes. I bet that's why they assigned him to be your sponsor, because you have so much in common. Yes. I, I didn't pick him. Yeah. God picked him for me. And sometimes children, the Bible tells us there is a wisdom in children. They can have a deep course, wisdom. Even course. if they don't have book smarts, they have a wisdom. And especially if he's recovered at yep. age eight. Yeah. He's, he's lived a life. Yep. He was an addict and drunk since he was an infant. Wow. Milk? No. Vodka. He never drank wow. milk. He mixed with the milk. Oh, I see. And how did you know that God picked him for you? I just feel it. It tickles my back. Oh, so he was tickled. also tickling. Yeah. He tickled your back. Yes. That's great. Literally, non-literally. Yeah. I felt tickle. And then when I met him, he tickled me. So it was double punch. That's so great. I never really heard about this tickling tradition that is in AA. That's really cool. But I know what you're talking about. Because sometimes I think when I feel a God thing or I feel something that yeah. it, it's like a profound sort of miraculous thing, right. I feel a little like, like little tickles going up yeah. my spine. Yeah. I get goosebumps. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you get goosebumps in Japan? How do you say it? Um, bird skin. Ooh. Bird skin. Bird skin. Bird skin is rough when they... Pull out the feathers. How do you say it in Japanese? I always love to learn yeah. new Torihada. 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 That's cool. Sounds like a motorcycle. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How do you say city hall in um, Japanese? Shiaksho. Oh. Shiaksho. Oh. How do you say a uh, handsome gentleman? Handsome gentleman. Oh. You know, sometimes I feel like I've been really struggling with... Uh, an addiction as well. Addicted to what? 
Well, you know, I've never, I've never really had any problems with drugs and alcohol. But one thing that I've just gotten so addicted to mm. lately is, is uh, do, do you know it's, it's basically called lat, a, a lat pull, a Latin lat, pull, a lat pull, lat pull, lat pull, lat pull, lat pull. Lat. Have you ever been to a gym? I don't. So I'm just really, I got really addicted to doing these lat pulls, which is where you pull down the bar and it really works your, your lats. Oh, really? And I just had to have someone, you know, I, I thought about maybe I should get a sponsor at the gym to say, hey, Gray, you've, you've done enough lats lately. We welcome all, the, all those uh, addicts really? at the happy ending meeting. Oh, really? Please, so, please come. So I could even come because I've gotten kind of too deep I, into... All the addictions are the same. Sugar? Uh, I have sugar. a sugar addiction. Yeah, come, come, come. Really? Yeah. Addicted to rice? Yes. Addicted to bread? Yes. Addicted to your cat? Yes. Oh, I'm definitely addicted to bread and my dogs. Yeah. That's your demon. And coffee. Oh, coffee is a heavy hitter. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think my husband's addicted to watching ESPN. ESPN Anonymous. Is that is there one of those? Yes, I heard. Wow. So, Jiro, what would you say to someone who has gone through what you've gone through? Mm -hmm. You know, you and probably not a lot of people have grown up in a coal mine with right. parents who worked at City Hall, but right. but some of these other struggles that you ha you've had. Right. What would you tell someone who might be listening right now that is at the bottom what to do? Come to happy ending meeting. Yeah. And then start from there. Yeah. Don't think, just act. Well, just like Jesus reached into hell on Good Friday and beat the crud out of Lucifer like Gandalf did with a Balrog, I'm reaching into the mailbag, everybody. Here we go. Dear Hallie Gray and guest, every Sunday, my family and I enjoy the four-hour service at our church. These are positive moments where I experience loving fellowship for my brothers and sisters in Christ. However, after each service, the church parking lots are congested with my same fellow Christians trying to get out of here. It turns out that they are inconsiderate drivers who won't obey common courtesy no matter how many times I honk. I've brought up these concerns with the police directing the traffic, but nothing has changed. I've also tried shouting at drivers and throwing my coffee at them, and I feel guilty for that anger, and I'm not proud of it. What advice do you have for post-service rush hour, and how can I maintain my love for my fellow Christians when it seems like outside of church, they behave like psychopaths? Yours in Christ, Nick. Well, you know what, Hallie? I know what this person is talking about, because when you leave church on Sunday, people are usually really, for some reason, trying to get out of here quickly. That's true. And one thing that I just did is I have two stickers on my car. One says, uh, God is my co-pilot. Cool. And the other one says, if you blow that horn more than six mm -hmm. times, then the walls will come down. Awesome. And that just kind of shows them it's a little bit of a warning, like, hey, don't mess with me. You know what? I put an Igthus on my car, the Jesus fish. That's great. Because I think it's harder to be aggressive and have road rage against somebody who you know is a Christian and who has a Jesus fish on their car. That's right. The other thing I would say is that you might just want to leave service a little early and beat the traffic. That's you know right. what I mean? Because it gets bananas out there. Like after service, we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people all trying to get out. And I know we have the traffic cops and they're signaling us and they're trying to make it flow as best as possible, but it can be frustrating. Mm. Jiro, what, would, what advice would you give someone who's trying to uh, navigate the parking lot here at the church? 
I'm new to this church, so I don't know too much about the church's teaching. Right. But um, I would just have moment. Mm. You'd have moment. Yeah. Like an orgasmic moment. Okay. That just enjoy that you are alive. And then hunk as much as you can. Yuro Yoshino was played by Juzo Yoshida. I love this man so much. Watch him on the FXX show called Cake. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie LeBont, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. 